haven't had any coffee, so if I start <laughs> nodding off, just <laughs> yell at me. Do you have some brewing, or are you just going to try to power through? No, we're just going to power through the first one here. Okay. I, I usually don't drink coffee in the morning, to be honest. Oh, but I'm okay. also usually not very alert, so <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the old trade-off. <laughs> <laughs> I usually get into work and you know, just zone out for a couple of hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean zone out? To your afternoon cup of coffee? <laughs> just, you could get, get on track at some point. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Whee! I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. The train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce castle? Hitler. Just prepare to. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is January 17th, 2021. This is episode 494, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss a 2-1 and one week of basketball with games against Sacramento, Golden State, and Portland. Joining me this show are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the birthplace of Victor Oladipo, Silver Spring, Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> I have to change that. It's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up? <laughs> Undebeatables. Who would have thought that would come back to bite me in the butt? <laughs> uh, shout out to Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh just a great American that we should celebrate with full uh, gusto this year. Uh, hopefully, if you're not ha- don't have some sort of service activity planned, you know, try to do something. Make a phone call. From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles. John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, brief shout out to uh, Moms and Pops Colson, uh, who are letting me steal their internet today. So shout out. <laughs> Out. More borrowing. Yeah, it's less stealing. Borrowing. Are you going to give it back later? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was planning on it <laughs> with interest. <laughs> and from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Good to see you guys. Good mm-hmm. morning to you. Before we get into the show, I want to shout out uh, some of our new patrons. Uh, we have uh, Dexter, Jay. Mike, Jarrett, and Mr. Hanky are new patrons of the show. Um, thanks to all of you um, who have done that, help support us. Um, you can uh, join the group at uh, patreon.com slash undebeatables and uh, become a patron of our show and help support us financially. It's a little as little as a dollar a month, um, and the higher tiers get you uh, access to our uh, uh, chat um, get a koozie sent out, uh, and, 
really helps us. We're, we're, uh, we'd like to invest in some new equipment. Uh, we've been paying out of, this for, of our pockets for the entirety of the show, so um, uh, this would help us uh, make it a little bit nicer, I think. But anyway, thanks to everyone who's done that. Uh, again, undebeatable. Uh, sorry, fa- uh, patreon.com slash undebeatables to support us. Yeah, I'd like to wish everybody a hi ho <laughs> <laughs> Well, we had um, was supposed to have four games this week, but just three. The the fourth one at Phoenix is postponed due to the uh, COVID protocol. Um, I guess six members of the the Wizards uh, were diagnosed with it, and Phoenix had just played them. So, trying to make sure no transmissions had occurred. Uh, the first game that did happen Monday, January eleventh. Uh, Pacers are at Sacramento. They lose 127 to 122. Sabonis had a great game, 28 and 11. Brogdon looking good as well. Um, Old Depot, 21 points, six steals. I think he's got a good future with this squad. Six <laughs> steals. Is pretty. Uh, it's a it's a sought after talent. And uh, Harrison Barnes drops 30 on us, uh, but they win this one. Or the 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 Kings win this one on the road. Uh, Game two, Pacers, uh, it's a second night of a back-to-back. Uh, Pacers had traveled on Tuesday the 12th uh, to Golden State, and they whipped them 104-95. to Miles Turner looking uh, big time, 22 points, 12 rebounds. Sabonis, 18-14. at Holiday, Aaron Holiday, 16 points, 12 assists off the bench. Um, Andrew Wiggins, 22 points, and Steph Curry, 20. Um, and the, the final game of the week, um, this one was a gimme, I guess. It's Thursday, <laughs> January 14th, against the, the Trailblazers, uh, Portland, uh, the Portland Trailblazers. And Pacers win 111-87, Brogdon 25 points, Sabonis looking super strong again, 23-15 and 15 this game. And Miles Turner getting his double-double, 11-10. Uh, and 10. Uh, Lillard and McCollum both had good nights with 22 points each, uh, but not enough to stop the good guys. Uh, who got to go into a well-deserved break um, on the road? So two and one week. It would have been three and one, but uh, uh, sure. <laughs> the protocol stopped us. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Harper, what was the takeaway from this week? I mean, besides you know the, the Portland game was like I said, it was a gimme. But the rest of them, uh, what do you take away? I, I mean, the the Portland game was definitely the highlight of the week. Because uh, it means I get to say, suck it, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> and make him buy me drinks. Yeah. No, I mean, it, I, it was a good It was a very good week. This team seemed energized the second half of the week, so that's good. Can't imagine why. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sabonis, more of the same. Um, did a pretty good job. I didn't get a chance to see all of the Blazers game, but we did a pretty good job on that backcourt. Sometimes, you know, you just get a little lucky, and those guys are off a little bit. Uh, Lillard and McCollum combined for, you know, 15 for 34. Um, but we just continue to get, you know, contributions up and down the roster. Um, McBuckets had 16 in that in that. Portland game. I mean, granted, he got a little bit more minutes than usual because uh, we were we were taking care of business. Uh, but 
everything that you can get out on that West Coast road swing, that, that, that's all gravy, right? Every time you don't go over, like that's good stuff. These are, these are you know, tough parts of the schedule to get through. Uh, and these guys, you know, these guys did a pretty good job. The Sacramento team is tough. They are not, they are not pushovers. So, um, you know, no, no shame in losing that. And then, you know, being able to come back the next night on a back-to-back uh, and, and perform at a high level, it, it certainly says something about the, you know, the grit that this team has. Yeah, for sure. And without um, Oladipo in that game, which, you know, on the one hand, it seems may give this team a little bit of a increased joie de basketball um, on the court. Uh, but certainly his scoring, you know, we, we you got to compensate mm-hmm. for. And Aaron Holiday, boy, he was the player of the game in that uh, Golden State game. Uh, active on both ends of the floor and finally getting his touch. And I think the key there was, uh, and we answered a question that, that maybe was an under Google, which is, does Coach New Nate listen to the show? And indeed, we it seems that he does. I mean, we discussed last week the struggles that Aaron Holiday was having and speculated that maybe a better um, rotation would be to put Justin Holiday in the starting lineup and move Aaron back to the bench. And in, in fact, that's exactly what happened uh, starting Monday with that Sacramento game. Uh, and I think Aaron's just more comfortable coming off the bench and, and playing against those second units. He gets the ball in his hands a little bit more um, and, and can really be an, an attacker and a scorer as opposed to like a fifth option that has to like fit in you know, where he can type of thing. Um, the other difference I thought in the two wins versus the loss was defense, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we yeah. talked last week about, um, I forget what, what the game, oh, the Phoenix game that we dropped, right? We only forced two turnovers. It's hard to beat a team when you do that. Uh, similarly against Sacramento, it's hard to beat a team when you allow them to shoot 56% from the floor. Um, but we held them which, to 47% from three-point range. So. Right, exactly. That was going to be my next <laughs> Locked point. them down out there. Um, and this is a team that is not, has not been particularly effective from three-point range. So maybe we just got unlucky and they got on fire. But there was a noticeable difference in defensive intensity, uh, I thought, the rest of the week. Like you said, Herbert, you know, doing a great job against that dynamic backcourt in, in Portland and – and really limiting, what did we limit it to Golden State to 95 points, under 100 points, right? Mm-hmm. Which, um, you know, Golden State's been rolling this year. They kind of got their offensive mojo back, and, and to hold them under 100 is, is an excellent thing, especially on the second night of a back-to-back. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, um, the, the guys were pissed uh, after the Sacramento game. Um, yeah, that's what Nate said. He said they were just um, fired up. They they think they're a better defensive team than that. And you know, uh, we were in that game offensively against Sacramento. We were it was basket to basket most of the game. It was um, a winnable game. Yeah, you just need to play a little bit of defense. And um, you know, uh, I guess to a man, they were fired up and uh, came out the next night and really showed it. Um, part of that was uh, a little gimmicky. Um, you know, uh, Nate went ahead and threw a, a box and one on Steph Curry, which is what they used uh, in Toronto on uh, on him in the finals. Um, and, you know, you can't stop Steph Curry, especially the way he's playing uh, this year. Um, but, you know, it slowed him down. 20 points is a manageable number from a superstar like Steph Curry. Um, and then and then that defensive effort rolled over into, into uh, you know, Portland. 
Um, you know, holding teams under 100 points uh, in in this NBA this season is really impressive. Um, you know, and um, you know if if the guys are going to commit to defense, that was one of the things I was worried about going into this season. You know, um, losing Dan Burke and um, you know kind of the um, structural identity of our defense over the last whatever 25 years um, was changing dramatically and it was going to be more gambling and it was going to be um, you know overplaying the ball and stuff like that and uh, but these guys seem committed especially these last two games I think it's um, you know we're going to be real scary if we can put that kind of defense on on teams yeah yeah, I mean, even when we couldn't play offense, if we could hold a team under 100, we won almost <laughs> yeah. all the time. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's how we got I mean, to 48 wins last year or that's whatever. That's yeah. whole yeah. strategy is yeah. if you just muck it up and make it a, a rock fight, you have a chance to win, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Ed Sumner, too, who got the mm. start got uh, in time. of uh, Victor Oladipo there and played quite well. I thought he looked good. Game. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, that's one of those guys that you root for. Um, and you know he's just dealt with injuries uh, forever. He is—he's a Xavier kid, um, yep. and he's just—he's had inconsistent minutes uh, since his time here. And uh, you know, gets inserted in the starting lineup, and you're like, oh, I hope this isn't a disaster. You know, I just want him to do well, and he played really—he played really well. So well, now that we know Ed Sumner is one of the guys that you do root for, can can you tell us who the guys you don't root for? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a different list. <laughs> it's a it's a it's that's a private the, list. That's the John Colson bottom twenty five. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We're gonna have Is to get on that fluid list. Yeah. It's a fluid list as well. Exactly. Yeah. Game to game, hundred percent turnover. <laughs> you know, I also do wonder uh, with um, how well the team played without uh, Vic on these these second nights of back to backs because he wasn't playing. Uh, you know, uh, for for injury purposes, you know, they want to bring him back slowly. Um, I wonder if that gave management um, some, um, you know, some confidence in going ahead and make this trade because we played really well uh, in this uh, Golden State game, uh, you know, without without Oladipo, and then of course the next the next game is because of the trade. But um, you know, I wonder if them seeing how well we were able to hold down the fort without you know Oladipo maybe gave us some extra confidence in that trade, which you know sounds like something we needed to do anyway, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if, if that – you would hope that your GMs aren't as influenced from game to game, you know, in of one type <laughs> results to make moves. Um, sure. By the way, shout out to you guys. That was a great pod, um, emergency pod on uh, Thursday last week or whatever. Um, sorry, I couldn't make it. It was uh, – Ethan was very upset uh, by the trade. And so I had to explain yeah. to him, you know, long-term vision and, you know, you know, Karis LeVert is, you know – younger taller more efficient and I mean, it's, a, better it's important to have those conversations early right, That's right. so that yeah, you know yeah. exactly yeah well you know it is it is oladipo that brought in a lot of young fans so i can understand why uh why he'd be <laughs> that's upset right. that's right that's right no but i, I mean i th- i think that that you know if i can you know chip my two cents in there i thought it was a brilliant move by uh pritchard to to sort of step into this opportunity and uh you know, get the Pacers involved in this this move. Now, of course, the news um, coming out of it is a little bit uh, bittersweet, I guess, because as a part of the physical um, fans probably have heard that Kara Silver, they found a indefinitely small mass, I think was the quote, uh, on one of his kidneys that they're doing 
currently, you know, more tests on or whatever. It doesn't sound um, life-threatening or anything like that. Um, it sounds manageable. Clearly not enough for uh, the Pacers to scrap the trade uh, per the, the physical. And so we can talk about what that means now or say that for Thursday <laughs> if we want. But, um, but yeah, I, I thought that, um, you know, we, you know, going into this season, there was a lot of question marks around Oladipo and his future and does he want to be with his team, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, these types of moves were on the, the horizon. Uh, and so I think seizing this opportunity is good. And then I think if anything, taking how the team is playing with and without Oladipo on the floor, uh, this year into account, I think that it wasn't, you know, Oladipo looked the, the way I just heard it described best was on, I think it was Ryan Rosillo's podcast is he said he looked healthy, but not good at basketball, <laughs> mm. which seems right. Like, you know, that is what I had seen is that he was bouncy. Um, he's getting his, his rhythm back. He's, he's cutting sharply and whatnot, but he still wasn't really making great basketball decisions all the time. And, um, you know, the numbers reflect that he wasn't really shooting very well and all that good stuff. And I think that combined with the fact that it's sort of not his team anymore, um, was causing maybe some tension and, and really spurred on a move to, you know, let's just, this is, uh, you know, Brogdon and Sabonis's, you know, show. So let's let them run it <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and uh, go from there. I think, Two, I, certainly not a reason that you make the trade, but as a player, one of the things that's nice, one of the things that Nate was right about, old Nate, is that, you know, consistency is nice, right? And so having these different lineups because you got to rest, you know, Depot in these certain situations, like it's not necessarily good for team continuity, especially when you're trying to bring him back um, and he's looking rusty. Um, so it, it, it'll be nice to be able to know what you've got, you know, kind of day in and day out you don't have to worry so much about who needs to rest or what have you. So uh, certainly not the top line item here, but it, it will be, I think, a benefit to this team. For sure, especially with TJ Warren out. You know, mm-hmm. you need all the guns you can muster every night. So. Yeah. Well, you know, and uh, you do feel like the pieces that, the, uh, you know, that uh, management has put together, um, you know, bringing in Brogdon and the way he looks right now, um, you know, taking a gamble on Sabonis and the way he's turned into an all-star, you feel like you've, you know, and, and, and TJ Warren as well. You feel like you've got some momentum with these players you're putting together and, and having Oladipo walk away at the end of the year without getting anything for him could really damage that momentum. Um, and so, you know, this is, you know, it's, it's forward looking. Uh, it's savvy. I think we all uh, agree that we like Karis LeVert as a player and uh, I think he's going to be a great fit. I'm, I'm super excited. I, I, we wish him a uh, speedy recovery. For sure, um, there is no timeline for his return. But uh, um, Pritchard was interviewed, and he said that he is uh, confident that we're going to get this dealt with, and he's going to be back on the court um, uh, very soon. So, yeah. And I mean, to be clear, I don't know that we're actually in recovery mode yet. I think we're in diagnosis mode. So it may be that there is no recovery at all required, right? I mean, yes. It could be that right. everything's cool, yeah. and he just goes plays basketball. Monitor, yeah. Monitor yeah. the situation. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I thought it was um, a very nice statement from Pritchard, you know, about you know the human. We we view Levert as a human, you know, first and foremost, and we want to make sure he's taken care of, and you know, we're going to treat this as if it was any other injury to one of our guys, and uh, all that stuff, which I think is you know, 
you know, this year, you know, if you think back to, you know, the rumors swirling about Miles Turner and stuff like that, I think that that is a, a attitude that the, the administration or, or front office has really made it a concerted effort to get out there is that we're a player's first organization, right? We tr- want to treat our guys right. And, you know, I think hopefully that will pay dividends in the long run. Absolutely. It, it, and even if it doesn't, it's the right way to run your organization, right? Like, yeah. these these are, it's a collection of human beings. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, do things well, right them. And, and warning, uh, you know, they said they were talking to Miles Turner all the time about the trade rumors he was in, you know, and he was very aware of, of um, you know, the, the chance that he was going to get traded. Um, and, but they kept him up to date and they told him before it got out in the media um, and, you know, you could see where he might come out and pout, but he seems to trust the organization and he's out to, you know, he's, it looks like he wants to be defensive player of the year this year. Um, and mm-hmm. if he was disillusioned by the franchise and felt like he didn't trust them, you're probably not getting this effort from him. So uh, that stuff does matter for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, you can go back and listen to some of our pods from, you know, three years ago where we're railing on this organization because all of the things that used to make us great and envied by teams even like the spurs were gone right we had mm-hmm. we had thrown away all that goodwill with our players by by not being transparent and so yeah jason you're absolutely right this is an organization that has taken note uh has listened to the team and is uh even more importantly taking course correction in a positive mm-hmm. direction um i mean we had a chance you know every player has to go through a physical before we sign off on these trades right so that's how this was discovered was prior to the trade itself. It was our decision that we were going to move forward with the trade, even though we could have pulled a ripcord and got out of there. Right. Um, I think that says a lot about what we think of Karis Levert, that we're willing to take that risk. Um, certainly the team has insurance. So, I mean, that's not nothing. I mean, even if, this doesn't work out the way that we hope it will. Um, we know that the team is financially protected. Um, but clearly we think that Levert is a risk worth taking. We think he's going to be a good fit, not only as a player, but also as a person, right? And and that's why we're willing to do this. Mm-hmm. We can look back a couple of years. You know, the, the David West's exit from the team was mm. – you know, that was due to – right. I mean, that was – due to those, you know, sort of uh, uh, organizational cha- challenges that he said, I don't want to be a part of this and I'll, I'll go, uh, I'll go make minimum wage down in San Antonio uh, instead of be a part of this. Yeah. You know? Instead, you know, instead of watch Hibbert get chucked under the bus and assuming he's next sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, he's saying like he, he, <laughs> he could take his talents elsewhere um, <laughs> to San Antonio. But instead of instead of like you know being complicit in, in the way that you know he perceived the wrong to be done to to the humans, his friends, um, at the organization, his coworkers, you know, and like you know any job you have when 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 management and um, ownership is like you know disrespectful towards your coworkers, like you know it doesn't matter if you're a millionaire, like the the or or you're making you know ten you know eight eight bucks an hour or whatever, like it's you know. It, it gives you a different perspective of that organization, and, and it seems like that stuff is kind of turning around. It does, um, and in part, we have David West to thank for that because he was the guy who yeah. raised the red flag on this right? and, and, and made it very clear 
you know, publicly without being a jerk about it that, hey, you know, not cool, man. Yep. And, and uh, you know, you can like to TJ Warren, you know, is uh, uh, here um, and uh, Sum- Sumner's in Indiana as well. And these are people that West had a lot of influence over. Um, you know, he could have said, get the heck out of there. But, uh, you know, he didn't. Joey, not publicly. Joey, yeah, not that we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure he said, "Here's what I experienced. Keep your eye out right. for this." Yeah. <laughs> right. If any more red flags come up, go running. But yeah. Right. Uh, Joe, listen. Do, do you cash their check? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. Do not forget to sign. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, if j- I get direct deposit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joey, listen to you talk. Uh, I think. Uh, West just uh, went up two spots on the top twenty-five list. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, still affecting our this franchise list. years after being out, uh, gone. Yeah. Do, do you know what number that makes him? Or I, that's probably and and does and does that move Lance up? Just <laughs> yeah, sure. Everybody gets out. bumped up. Yeah, I think that puts him. Okay. I mean, any. I think Joey has proposed a rule that anytime there's any player movement, Lance moves up a spot. <laughs> Until he's number two, he has to move up every time. Uh, I think it's firmly in the top ten, though, Joe, I think. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I like that. (laughs) It's a fluid list. Okay. Yeah, but in basketball-wise, I mean, I'm really intrigued to see this team with Karis LeVert. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like you guys said, this guy's a fantastic ball player. And, you know, very complimentary, but also can, you know, create his own shot and, you know, take over games for stretches as we saw, you know, with the nets and all that good stuff. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, we see him on the basketball court soon and, and this team can keep trucking along. Cause we're playing a, a, a really nice brand of basketball so far this year. I've been very impressed by this team. Uh, very fun to watch. And now if we're playing defense too, we're going to string together a bunch of wins, you know, knock on wood. Um, the only thing that has me concerned is that the Pacers are now a very uh, trendy uh, hipster pick amongst <laughs> NBA analysts as, like, one of the teams to watch out for. And, you know, that – I, I kind of like it when we just fly under the radar yeah. and nobody mentions us. So, so, so you're more scared of team seeing us coming than everybody growing, like, a big beard and wearing flannel? That that's It's more the first thing? <laughs> Yeah, but I'm not unafraid of the latter. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I mean, so yeah, as of recording, um, you know, percentage-wise, we're third in the East right now. Um, it's it's a little bit weird just because, like, not all the teams have played the same amount of games. Like, uh, But per, by percentage, that's where we are. I mean, it's, you know, at least close to that uh, in reality. So, um, yeah, we're looking good. Pretty good. Eight and four. And... Uh, I mean, it's about as good as a start as we we could have hoped for. Mm-hmm. Out of your first twelve, that's games. right. I mean, I was I was concerned that this this road trip was gonna you know bring us back to you know five hundred because mm-hmm. you know five five games on the road out west with two back to backs like it just it really did not look good. Um, and you know, of course, we got one of those canceled. We have one more, um, but you know, uh, to go ahead and, and um, you know barely lose uh, the first one. Um, and then to go ahead and you know dominate defensively on the road in the last two is it feels pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll feel a lot well, better if we can beat Paul George and the Clippers. Oh yeah, 
That's right. Yeah, I was going to say, our major cherry on top. test so far is uh, uh, this game at the Clippers, who are also playing pretty good ball um, so far this year. Um, and have two of those guys, you know, we talked about previously that one of the things that are with TJ Warren being out is we don't have a lot of, you know, tall wing defenders and the Clippers have two of those guys that we have to contend with. Um, so yeah, playing the Clippers tonight, um, Sunday night, that game's on NBA TV. So that'll be fun. Um, Wednesday back in the field house, hosting the Dallas Mavericks. So get some Luka Doncic. And they have Chris Porzingis came back for them, so they're playing good ball. Uh, Friday, hosting the Orlando Magic. And then Sunday, hosting the Toronto Raptors, or I guess the Tampa Raptors this year. Right. Uh, for a, a home, a back-to-back, both games in the field house, we play the, the Raptors Sunday and Monday. So that will be interesting. The uh, the Clippers on uh, Friday whopped the Kings one thirty eight one hundred mm-hmm. coming into their game against us. So I don't know what that means. The uh, hopefully hopefully we'll do better. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we're we're playing for for uh, Levert now, and we got a new coach, and uh, I think we're in a good spot. We'll see. Uh, and if we lose, it is solely because we're playing the long game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but if we win, then it's just because we're a better team. Yeah, exactly. You know, potential finals matchup. So you got to be. That's right. Don't want to show them everything way too much. Yeah. <laughs> and then I totally forgot those Toronto games. That's uh, you know, Coach New Nate has to uh, prove himself. Yeah. He's got a lot of tape that he's uh he's already watched. Yeah, he's seen these guys in practice a lot. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, see, we'll we'll go. Oh, go well, I was gonna say we have predictions on the week. We sweeping mm-hmm. it. I say we sweep all the games that are played. Okay, yeah. I like that caveat. I guess I need to make a qualifier these days. Sure. Uh, are we including the Toronto, the first Toronto game? Let's include the first Toronto game because that's a it's a three thirty start. So we probably will discuss it next week on the pod. I'll take a I'll take another three and one. All right, I like it. Hmm. Uh, that feels truthy, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, two and two just because I I, I want to be I want to be pleased. You know, the low expectations. It's a great way to live your life. I'm gonna say we're gonna <laughs> sweep it. Sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Colson, if you want to, you know, it sounds like you'd be happy if you think they're going to lose. Just say they're they're going to yeah. go Ofer, winless, right? <laughs> Just over no, every week. I think my concern is, you know, Jason was talking about uh, us being the trendy pick. I'm concerned that the, uh, you know, Karis Levert, Malcolm Brogdon, you know, they're going to be the, on the cover of uh, ESPN magazine, you know, wearing uh, do rags and stuff like that, and um, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're just gonna um, collapse. Yeah. 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 What would be like the hipster magazine equivalent of like the slam I was just magazine thinking cover? That. Oh yeah. It would be like homemade pickles. Micro Brewers International. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's that's more like it. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that or um uh, uh, like sourdough mag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> 
Beards, beards, beards. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> I can see it. It's titled uh, the Sourdough Starters, you know, and then it's our starting lineup. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Go see if that domain is open. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah. You hit you hit just a bunch of good uh, demographics at the same time. I think it's perfect. Uh, all right, team. Well, I think that wraps it up for this show. We'll be back with you on Thursday, getting uh, getting deep into some topics. Um, uh, you can uh, find us until then on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com, and there's a contact form there. You can send us a message, and one came in last week, and uh, we'll be talking about it in the next show. And um, you can send us an email, shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. And we got t-shirts for sale on the website slash store. For our once and always godfather donnie walsh and our once and always coach now in the hall of fame bobby sick leonard turn out the lights the party's over you okay i need a, a lozenge froggy there at the end yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah so is this Donnie Walsh thing permanent? I think so. I mean, he's gone, but he built this team. I mean, he built this franchise. He built this organization. I'm going to have to figure out how to make it pithier, but I, I mean, he's in there. So the only way to get shout-outs from you is to retire? <laughs> After 30 gonna, years. I have, a, I have a surprise announcement <laughs> next show. If that's... <laughs> After 30 years, you have to retire. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. I'll, I'll make it nice and tight. But it'll, it's, it's a... Uh, it's a fluid, it's a fluid it's outro. A fluid outro. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, Nancy Leonard? You know, sure. Yeah, she she didn't she didn't coach, but she had a she had a, a lot of. Uh, she helped save the franchise. Yeah, 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 for sure, absolutely. Um, and and uh, you know, outside of the stuff she did publicly, think about you know nightly. She was a part of this thing. She was, you know, uh, every night. She's like do you know? She's like doing the books. Yeah, and, yeah. Paying the bills, making decisions. For sure, she was. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna get pretty. It's gonna become a really long list. (laughs) And what about Reggie? (laughs) Yeah. He only had what seventeen, eighteen years. Eighteen years. (laughs) No gold watch. Hey, he's 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 the number one on the uh, Pacers top twenty five, and he's never going anywhere. That's as, as much as I can honor him. That one's locked in forever. So, rules are made to be broken, Lance. (laughs) 